0: Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week. Please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. And thanks to my podcasting partner and co-host Patrick from Pull String Press for this great studio. Hey, Patrick. Good morning. Ah, good morning, Mark. Yeah. So I'd like you to meet our guests, uh, Sarah Basher and Garrett Blair from Collaborations. Morning, kids. Good morning. morning. Hi. So you're speaking to f- people from forty-two countries who listen.
1: Wow.
2: wow. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Oh my gosh. From around the world.
0: Yes, and and even I don't know enough uh, languages. Oh, yeah. W- w- he, well, we could do a multilingual show, but we have it translated in 1,800 languages. Oh, I was waiting for you to say yes. that it's subtitled.
3: Don't worry, we're subtitled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are a subtitled podcast.
0: So, um, so in full disclosure, Garrett and I are uh, in an improv troupe together, and then I found out that him and he and Sarah – have a business during the day. So I think of my night job is really what I do all the time, which is improv, but you guys actually have a day job. (laughs) That's what I wanna talk about.
1: And uh, so tell me what Collaborations is. Uh, Collaborations is uh, the newest youth theater to Santa Barbara. Um, we, uh, We work with kids on collaboration and play creation. We use improvisation to help kids work together to create their own original pieces of art and theater. And so, original, so they write all the stuff that you
0: do. So you don't do cover play. Do you, they call it cover plays? And you cover no, play, but no, but I know about. what you're talking about. No, but I know what you're yeah. talking
1: yeah. about. They don't
2: do produced plays. We, right. we, we create them yeah. together, publish and published plays. plays. Right.
1: Yeah, um, yeah so uh, our program is mainly right now um, an after school program. Kids sign up uh, primarily from first to sixth grade. And we work through improvisation. Um, and basic improv techniques and also collaboration techniques. How do you work together with a group of people to achieve a goal larger than yourself and your own agenda? And in the end, the kids come up with their own worlds, their own characters, their own stories, uh, and they end up writing their own play, and then we perform a little performance at the end of the session for their parents and friends and family.
0: There are several reasons that I wanted to talk about this. This show is around... Uh, business and the whole ecosystem around business like why do people start their own businesses and and what are all the support things we need and what are all the skills we need to develop and I'm of a mind that that improv I I mean I only started three years ago I wish I had started 43 years ago Mm -hmm. because it is such a phenomenal uh Skill to and, and a, a muscle to develop in terms of listening and being present, especially if you do any kind of sales work or any business development work. And then the collaboration, which was news just in the last minute from you, the teaching them collaboration skills because those two things and inadvertently or an, an unintended consequences communication skills yeah. that come out of that. And right. those three things are critically important to you know being successful in business tell me um give me the uh the top collaboration exercise you do that seems to work the best
1: uh we start our processes with a brainstorm okay so you know i or sarah will pose a question to the kids um you know what's a new world you want to create or tell me about a brand new original character that you want to make up right now and you know kid raises their hand they give an idea and I go great and and then I ask another question or I say what's another idea and a child offers a different idea and then we work to combine those ideas into something that works within the story so through the brainstorm exercise the kids are actively listening to each other learning how to say yes and to each other's Mm -hmm, ideas mm -hmm. And then learning how to combine their ideas with other ideas. So a kid says, I want to do a show about monkeys from space. And another kid (laughs) says, but I want to do a show about a bakery that makes cupcakes. And we come up, well, what if the show, there's a baker who's baking cupcakes, and suddenly as they're baking cupcakes, a monkey arrives from space because their cupcakes are the greatest in the galaxy. And now kids go,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they do. Because the kids hear,
1: each child hears their own idea. Yeah. In the story, and now it's combined into something that allows us to move forward with the next idea. So, you know, the 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 thought is that, you know, what I've always believed is that an idea generated and worked on together ends up being stronger and bigger than any idea we have on our own, and that the group goal and the group um, agenda and the goal of the product, right, the goal of creating the piece of working together is more important than any one person's agenda in it, right? And that's that's really hard for a lot of kids to let go of... It's hard for adults. it's hard for, <laughs> well, it's hard for everybody. You know, to, to let go of that thing that you wanted to do in lieu of, you know, what's going to work for the group. And it, that's actually one of the more difficult things that, that, you know... But if you can make that work, then you're, you're off onto being a great collaborator. Being, Hence why that muscle needs to be developed yeah. yeah right the
0: the yes and there's a game we play uh, we call it the ad game and it's fun because I have a lot of advertising agencies as clients mm-hmm. and I and I do improv work with them to just to warm them up okay you know like we're here to have a business meeting it's okay everybody stand up what are we doing and I teach them one word story or whatever mm-hmm. but the ad game is where uh, we ask the audience for a product that has never existed. So in your case, a story or a character has never been told. Okay, I've got glow-in-the-dark toothbrushes. Okay, so now you, the six of you on stage are an ad agency and you're pitching ideas. Okay, we'll get uh, celebrity endorsements to brush their teeth in the dark in the mm-hmm. middle of the basketball game. or, <laughs> And then the whole crew goes, yes, and we'll take out um, uh, Zeppelin ads that only fly at night. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and just... What's hilarious is doing this work with ad agencies, they have no idea. They're like, "Uh, uh," because they're so up in their head thinking about good ideas because they're used to pitching, oh, okay, I want to be seen as the one with a good idea. And the whole idea. Do you mean safe? The safe idea. (laughs) Yes, the safe idea, right? Uh, Is to not think. I think that the other piece is where you trust yourself and you trust your crew to just, okay, I'm just gonna let that thing flow.
3: I want you guys to do an improv show where you do that, where, where you say, all right, improvers, um, what I want you to do is only pitch me marketable ideas that are totally safe, have <laughs> already been proven to show results. Fiscally a result. responsive. Fis- fiscally <laughs> responsible. <laughs> um, okay, uh, it's a soft drink, uh, with a red label and a white swoosh. I guess. But Fair less traded. sugar than normal. Yeah, slightly slightly less sugar. Shade-grown Coca-Cola. The same, the same exact recipe, only shade-grown. Yeah. Conscientiously. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it, it it's it's really a challenge. Now, I the other piece I wanted to talk to you about was um, the business of this. So I get the the domain is is kids. What a fun thing you get to do all day long. Mm-hmm. And it was fun watching you, Garrett, at um, we had an improv show, and we did a jam. <laughs> we did this improv jam where we opened it up, the whole audience could play. And you walked into the audience and you grabbed a kid and I said, Okay, that kid's gonna he's he's in good hands. <laughs> uh, I know I know you're gonna take care of him and he's gonna be good. So so I get all that. What I'm really interested in, your backstory is you've you came from back east, how recently?
2: We moved here about two years ago.
0: But I believe you mm-hmm. lived here because you studied at Rubicon. I did. And I had the Rubicon <clears throat> founders in here.
2: Jim Ooh. and Carolyn?
0: Yeah, Jim and Carolyn, what, I don't know, eight weeks ago or yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they were, they were great. Aren't they yeah. fun? Yeah, it's a great yeah. show, a great show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I saw that. So are you local originally?
2: No, sadly. I wish I was, and I could probably lie about it. Yes, But that seems and. inappropriate. Yes. Oh, I know, unfortunately, those. this is a no, but... Oh, no. Um, <laughs> No, I was I was actually I was born in, in Dallas, Texas, and then Sacramento, California, and but um, my grandmother lives in Ventura. Got so it. So I always wanted to work in professional theater and Rubicon was had just started sure. at that time. Oh right. And my grandma was volunteering for them. So she said, Why don't you come down, hang out with me, and I'll introduce you to Rubicon. Oh, perfect. And so it was this great meeting and they're they're wonderful over there. I mean it was just oh, the yeah, best. There's, yeah. It's the it was it the is. best like first professional theater experience. Oh, I you bet. could ever dream of
0: so then so you're back east and you meet and this isn't a romance show so we don't need to go into all of that but <laughs> man but i know and you I were prepared all prepared
2: for that <laughs> 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 so
0: so you you're you did this in new york right you'd had mm-hmm. children's theater in new york
1: um i did yeah i worked um i've basically been working in this ensemble based creation method since high school um And uh, I went to New York, I studied conservatory, um, you know, started working as an actor, and then shifted gears, went back to school to Columbia, and then started working for an organization called Kids Creative in New York City, Mm. um, which uses play creation as a vehicle for peace education. Um, And they they kind of, along the same lines of of what we do now, you know, the kids create their own piece, and through doing so, they learn how to build a community and work together and develop confidence. So I worked for them for seven years, uh, starting out as a teacher and eventually working up into program directing. Mm. Um, and then eventually, Sarah said, you know, there's a place that exists that doesn't have the winter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is what I said. And
1: I was also at a point, we were both at a point, you know, you'd been in New York, how long at that point? I had I mean, been
2: in New York about... By the time we decided, I'd been there about
1: nine years, eight yeah. or nine years, and I'd been there almost seventeen years at that point. And and we I'd love been, our listeners in New York. Oh, I love New York. I was there. And they're a very welcome long time. to
0: visit here anytime.
1: And they should actually. Yes. But you know, New York has an energy about it, yep. and it's also yep. got a sense of you know, everybody is always on the move and always got their agenda moving yep. forward. And and it went, when it got to the point where I was looking forward to body checking the person <laughs> who was standing in the way at the subway. It's like, oh, you're standing in the door? I am excited to body check you to get out of <laughs> yeah. the subway. I went, I don't want to be this person. Um, and so we were deciding where we were going to go next, and uh, Sarah's friend uh, for, through Rubicon mm-hmm. uh, lives in Santa Barbara, and uh, she said, you know, they don't really do the kind of youth theater that you guys hmm. uh, do and are working on.
2: So then I dug into all of the research on the... On the community, how many children are here? How many of them are interested, wait, potentially wait, in wait. theater? That
3: is not the way actors behave. I know, <laughs> I know.
2: It's a well, well. That's that's part of why I left acting and switched gears towards producing. <laughs> but um, so I started kind of digging into to what does Santa Barbara look like, and what is its uh, youth scene, and where is its youth population, and um, can they? Is the reason that there isn't this type of program because there's not an interest? Or is there Mm. not this type of program because just no one's thought of it? Mm. So kind of ran a series of testing the market. We came out and met with a bunch of people. We had about two business meetings or two business trips before we moved where we met with people that I knew and then the people that they knew. um, And kind of got a sense that this would be a really open community towards it, tw- yeah. towards what we were trying to do. Yeah, we,
1: we were really encouraged. I think it was January of 16 was mm-hmm. our first big trip, and we set up a bunch of meetings. We had two or three meetings a day for seven to ten days. Yeah. Um, just meeting with educators and other artists and, and you know, other kind of main staple uh, people who work in the well, industry. Well, and that
2: was actually our, our second. Oh, yeah. was that our second Yeah, trip? we had the first one that was just with my five really good friends that live here. And they said, you know who you should meet. And right. that was in October, right. yeah. I, I think. Right. And then we set all those up for our January. Yeah, two. I don't
1: know how Sarah you know, made it happen, but she she's knows. She's a producer. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a producer. She knows all the people who know all the people. Right. You know? so, that's um, our producer. That's
0: what we do. Yeah, yeah. Right? right? So I, I'm interested because a, a lot of people that, listen to the show or think about startups and entrepreneur think it's tech. Hmm. Hmm. That's all tech. Oh, I can't be a sorry, I'm not a tech person. Yeah. Oh. But it's common misperception. I mean, yeah. if you look at all the co-working spaces, it's all the, you know, what kind of tech thing are you What Are you doing an app? Are you doing a this? Are you doing that? But there's lot, there's room for all kinds of business startups that, start hey I've got an idea is there actually a gap in the market that I can Mm -hmm. fill is there do I have a solution that people are willing to pay for so you're asking all exactly the same questions so this Feels like the market validation piece. You went out and validated. Yes, in fact, there is a market. You have to do some business projections. We think we could get this many students that would pay this much money. That mm-hmm. this is what <laughs> our nut is. Just,
3: just keep giving the business plan. Market sounds <laughs> great. And <That's
1: laughs> <good. I laughs> I'm taking notes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But no, but, um, we we landed. That's exactly what you did. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's exactly. We got here and um, decided this is what we're going to do. And then we spent kind of the first month or so of being here crafting our business plan, mm-hmm. writing that out. Uh, looking at the demographics, trying to figure out our price point and, and you know, uh, what were other companies charging? and what were other companies doing? You know what's what's the difference between our youth theater and the other kind of two mm-hmm. or three youth theaters in town that have been here for a while, and how are we different? and what do they do that's successful? and what do they do what, what are they missing that we can also offer? Mm-hmm. So what were um, the
0: three let's if we could break it down into three, the, like these three tr- things were true. And you said, "Okay, that's it. We're going to do it." What were those three things?
2: I, th- I well, one of the things for me, um, Santa Barbara is very open to artists. It seems okay. to be a very artistically driven community, with also enough money to be able to support artists. Okay. Um, so as as a youth theater, it felt like a lot of there, there was actually an interest in having young artists. Okay. So that was that was one. And, and for Patrick's
0: me. an art instructor, and
3: <laughs> I love that you say that. Like there's some kind of disclosure, like full disclosure. Full di- yeah. <laughs> Patrick is in the room, and he does in fact. He mis- knows this stuff. Yes, He's got him. a little
0: domain expertise. Would, oh, would you agree yeah. with that?
3: Yeah, sure. I'll take it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm also taking notes. So go ahead.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so number two. So one is that that the, the culture yeah. here would is a supportive culture. Right. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, The second was the response we got from pretty much every meeting that we had, which was your approach, your um, use of improvisation and creativity uh, to offer kids a conduit to, you know, create their own work um, was really exciting to everybody and thought that the community and the kids here would love doing that kind of thing. So to hear that. You know, if you go somewhere and they say, oh, you know, our kids aren't really about that. They like doing, you know, Music Man and Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. they're not really about... Then you go, okay, so this isn't the thing. Right. But um, um, parents, uh, you know, educators, everybody said, wow, that's fascinating. I think our kids would love to do that, and we would definitely see how that could work here. So that was that was kind of the big... Uh, and scientific. then the third. I
2: I might actually say our third was uh, accessibility in, in the sense that... We reached out to a to a number of schools before we moved here and just kind of ran it by either their PTAs or their vice principals or whoever it is who kind of does their after school programming, um, and just about everybody wrote back and said that's interesting. I'm you know come on in meet with me, and for me I think I loved that. You know, it's hard enough to start a business. It's yeah. it's hard enough to, to get your foot in the door. So at least here, people were more willing to hear our idea, whereas in some other cities that we kind of tested, it was like, oh, no, I'm too busy, but thanks. Yeah. You know. I'm
0: curious what other cities you tested, what... What was there There were other cities on the list?
2: There there were. Well,
0: we, we, you know, Sarah's. We don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Oh, no. I was no.
2: like, I don't know how but much. to feel like of... we're
1: missing out. Like, oh, we, we were so close. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> we're
0: going to have the Chamber of Commerce of that city yes. picketing our studio. <laughs>
1: um, well, you know, we started in the kind of the New York area because we, we, we had not decided where we wanted to go. We knew we were on our way out of the city. But, you know, in New York, everybody's fighting for their own piece of the pie.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, is it a saturated market? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The,
1: you know, it's saturated, but the, the, po- it's, the, the population is so huge that if you want to start something, go for it. And right. you, if you really work at it, you can find that little piece of a community or somewhere mm. that's mm. ready, you know, that wants mm. what you But you got. might
3: be fending off a very similar problem. Exactly.
1: Nobody there is interested in working together to bring something about, mm. right?
2: Yeah, it's very combative. Oh, I felt like oh we've got, got our thing. We've already
1: got this thing, and, you know, we don't want to, oh, well, that group does this, and so we don't need you guys. Whereas here, even people who also run other organizations similar to ours... Um, or, you know, had done things in the past like us. were like, oh, well, let's meet and talk about how we can do this together. So it was a very, very supportive environment. Yeah, yeah supportive right. and collaborative. And it was exactly the kind of thing we were looking for. You know, our belief is that if we work together, you know, the pie grows. And right. we all are successful right. as opposed to trying to divvy it up and have oh no, there is stuff. only
3: so much pie. <laughs> 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 there is only a small. I want to hear, well, I want to hear that part. I want to hear the, um, so you got here, you got on the ground. what What were the misconceptions that, that then proved out where you're like, oh, didn't even occur to us that that the was going to be our way. Yeah. yeah. What, what got in your way up front?
1: I. <laughs> our first class, we we charged a ridiculous amount. Oh, my gosh. For our first class. We too low or too high? Way too high. Too high. we had, done, oh. we had oh. moved from New York? You know, we had moved from New York. <laughs> we had looked at other programs and figured out what they were charging and thought, oh, okay, so we're in line with this and that. And, I mean, and, it yeah. was like.
2: Well, we also didn't realize that, that at least one of the programs that we kind of were uh, taking some of our price points off of. We didn't realize that. Oh, they're actually, uh, I don't know how to say it without. I mean that they they charge a, a premium. See a, a premium
3: because of 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 history and presence.
1: And I think history so. presence. I think yeah. they they have a really you know. Um, they're bringing the Will, they're bringing Will
3: Farrow in to work with the kids. Yeah, so there's
1: yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah okay. exactly. So. um so one of the first things we, you know, and, and we're still, it's actually something that we're continuing to work mm-hmm. on and figure out and trying to really narrow Pricing's down challenge. what pricing is that is pricing. is a challenge. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing um, that we have found is the great interest and excitement when kids experience and parents see the kids experiencing our program and then trying to translate that into enrollment and, in you know, channel them into the pipeline has been something that we are still working on. You know, we do we do a free kind of uh we call it the creative playground. We do a workshop where it's just a drop in. Um people can come and you know, the kids play for an hour and a half, we do improv games and then Ooh. they write their own little play and we perform it right there and then at the end of the hour and a half. How fun is that. It's really yeah. a lot of fun. And parents who come to watch and see the workshop think it's amazing and my, they love it and then and then that's kind of where it ends and we can't seem to translate that into enrollment. The repeat
3: business right? So
1: it's learning it you know in the like I said, we're only into our second year at this point. So it's just about figuring that out and learning. What's your that.
3: age range? And what's your top? Where do you top out at?
1: Right now we top
2: out at sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So okay. we're, the, we're the little guys, yeah. you know, first, first through sixth. Although we do have a couple of kindergartners who have snuck their way in, um, which we love. Overachievers. Yes. Yeah. Usually they have big siblings. <laughs>
0: That's true. So um, one of the things that I love about this show is when we have entrepreneurs in, and then I can't not think of ideas to help and
3: <laughs> this is the segment we like to call mark's been sitting over there waiting to give some advice <laughs> i can't w- i'm excited yeah
2: can to. write it
0: down yeah. um there's a huge uh, contingent of homeschooled kids in the community yeah you there was the knowing nod <laughs> between reached, our radio yeah. listeners got all of that they saw <laughs> that um i think that 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 demographic is a, a progressive demographic it's an affluent demographic Um, And it kind of has all the, if you were to build an ideal customer persona or avatar, like our ideal parent is, you know, we know what Mm -hmm. age, we know what Mm -hmm. education, we know what income level, we know what music they listen to. I mean, we know all those things about them. That's right. Thank you. Nice callback. (laughs) Very good. Uh, um, That that would be really good. So you were nodded. So you've talked. Tell me about that.
2: Well, um, when we... I think it was kind of about halfway through the first year. I started to look around and go, there, there must be more than what we're seeing, um, and I, I think. Two things we learned from that, which is actually most families live in the Goleta area instead of Santa Barbara proper. So we started shifting our programming more towards Goleta. And then the second was I had a feeling because of how expensive Santa Barbara is, I kind of got an inkling that maybe a bunch of people are homeschooling. Um, So then I started reaching out to the various homeschool networks. And actually, we now work with the Santa Barbara Charter Schools Home Based Partnership. And we run classes with them, which is great.
1: Yeah, Sarah teaches a, it's like a Thursday morning session. I do. With their, you know, in the, uh, with their, uh, I don't know how they, what do they Just call them? Just their that? students. Their students. Yeah. Because cool. they do, you know, they're required to have, you know, right. some ten, hours of, is. 10 hours right. a week of, of mm-hmm. you know, a group work. So it's one of the programs that um, they've accepted. And you
0: know, One of my grandsons, my youngest grandson, is homeschooled in Camarillo. Oh. And the resources for homeschooling in Ventura, we've had those folks in on the show it's spectacular. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really good. And one of my one of the misconceptions I had was you lose the socialization, mm-hmm. and in fact, it, the opposite is true, which I, so I didn't too. realize because yeah. they're going out of their way to provide, you know, experiences for them. So let's go back to the business part of this. Um, one of the things that every business needs to do is tell their story and to market. So I'm curious, what do you do if we look at a marketing funnel? The top of the funnel is awareness, letting the, them everyone know. And then there's knowledge. How do we learn about it? And then how do we become interested? And how do we like that thing? And then commitment. So we do all of that. What do you do for marketing?
2: I sign up for a class at the city college. Oh, you took it? <laughs> okay. I'm doing it right now. Okay. Um, so I used to do marketing at Rubicon. That was one of the things that I did there. And um, so we, we kind of... I would say, have some loose structure around marketing. But the thing about marketing is it it has changed so much in the last 10 years yep. with social media yep. and yep. all of those. Yep. Um, and I – so all of a sudden it just occurred to me that I don't – just don't know enough about it and if we're really going to effectively market I probably should get back in there and figure out what are the new ways to market how do those work effectively because the way that I was marketing was you know mass mailings and you know just stuff that doesn't work anymore.
3: I got three words for you solstice parade float. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, you are not the first one to have said that. <laughs> that I, it's is a, amazing. It's a
3: silly idea. I just, I always, I always think that that um, we've had lots of conversations yeah. about, like, like this town has these parades, yeah. and essentially the parades are a are a content machine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like they need content, and so we're always talking about, like, it doesn't matter what your business is if you can generate some kind of weird object to participate in one of these parades it's not just free advertising, it's just like it's a connective yeah. opportunity yep. that that every single startup in town, it's a, the barrier to entry is just nothing. You know, just like sign up and join and right. make a thing.
2: That's a good idea. We should definitely do that. We also have started thinking about um, farmers markets. You know how mm. you like mm-hmm. buying a stall at a farmers market or, or something because like you'll walk around and you'll see artists performing and there's always a I'd thousand kids. kids.
0: I would right. totally watch kids. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I feel like there's also a whole bunch of parents who are just trying to get their apples and their squash, and then yeah. their children so are even kind just, of you
1: know, you know drop off your kids and we'll play some games and do some fun stuff. With yeah, them while, while you're you shopping, shopping, and yeah. then come and get them. I don't know.
3: No, I'm just I was thinking about my I'm I'm homeschooling my five month old right now. Oh, and uh, yes. She's it very advanced. <laughs> and uh, does a lot of lot of tummy work, a mm-hmm. lot of uh, mm-hmm. you know So good head lifts. T- tummy and, skills yep, are amazing. working our um, core. It's just super. Like her yes and is a, like <laughs> second to five. Um but uh I as as a new parent, I I think a lot about this. I mean, we've done a lot of visits to like, you know, the local Montessori schools and like we're I mean, we I'm always talking to parents about this kind of constant conversation around are we going to put our children into traditional education my mom was a was a elementary school educator for 37 years before retiring and so like i'm a firm believer in the opportunities inside of public school but also i'm i'm in this this part where as you first described it this idea of collaboration and this kind of like we're going to take an idea we're going to take his idea and her idea and we're going to generate a new idea yeah. that's very powerful um is 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 counterintuitive to the way that that i remember being raised of like uh, learn this information, regurgitate it onto a test, and then and then work solely. Don't don't look off of anybody else's paper. But yeah. then the moment I got in the job force or the workforce, it was like, yeah. oh no, collaborate with everyone. That's yeah. the <laughs> only way for this team to get stronger. Yeah. So it's so encouraging to hear that you would be supplementing. Kind of the traditional, you know, uh, rote education with this. this uh, well, it's funny. I,
1: I teach at the Montessori School in Goleta. I'm mm-hmm. their drama theater specialist. Um, and I took their musical. They do a, the Upper Elementary does a musical. Um, and the first year I did it, they, you know, all the students are required to perform. And let's be honest, not every kid loves sure. to perform. And I said, you know, you guys have such a remarkable Uh, educational philosophy and structure, that we can can do something here that no other elementary school does. And now what we're doing this year is that the kids got to pick which kind of production element track they wanted to do. So now I've got a performance group that's the cast, but I've got a group of kids who are the costume designers and the set designers and the prop designers and house management. So, and again, teaching that collaboration thing and not just that we're all going to work together and share ideas on props, but everybody knows that they've got a job to do. And if one student doesn't pull their weight or doesn't live up to their personal responsibility, then there might be a kid on stage that's the pantomime a prop because we didn't get it made or we didn't you know. <laughs> it's that kind of so you're building this sense of collaboration before me. <laughs> my nephew Maybe. was
3: my nephew was Lewis and Lewis and Clark last night up in Washington and there was a real struggle with his hat because it, the one that arrived wasn't big enough. And they're just like, What are we gonna do about Lewis's hat? I'm like, Really? That's the,
1: the that's biggest the thing. Like, it's wow.
3: a, it's a fourth grade production. I think, <laughs> yes. think Lewis's
1: hat. Yeah. Um, I mean
3: do you have have some construction paper i think we could like <laughs> staple one together like,
1: i mean that's the thing the thing that i've done with a like, glue gun right, cardboard right, right. and right. paper plates would amaze how
3: much reality are we going for with yeah. the fourth grader um, who's pretending to discover the right. west coast
1: but i think sarah brings up a good point you know in new york i i um was a swim teacher for 15 years which um was a you know very lucrative and great business in new york city um and it was word of mouth. It was, you know, I need a swim teacher. Oh, I got this great swim teacher. And from that, I, I developed a, a huge... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, how do you develop name recognition and experience with kids in order to eventually get the word of mouth out there? And well, the them.
0: other thing you want to do, but in addition to the Yes and the solstice, yeah. podcasts are good, and I knew that, which is why we got you on the show. But getting in, uh, into the independent and getting in the best of in the independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a huge <laughs> epic. That's uh, a, that's a that's wor- that's takes a little work yeah. to do. But when you look at like what's the best burrito? Yeah. I'm going to go to Super Cucas. I mean you're They're not going up
3: a, against burritos. So that's good. Right, so that's Thank 20 goodness. years in a
0: row, but you look at where we are martial arts studio has got best burrito? 20 years. Really? Dude, yeah. I don't oh, know. I don't. Oh, that's, <gasps> I would not, best, a, taco. Well, I okay. not best, best taco. <laughs> taco. No, I, I did not say best taco. didn't say best taco. but I. did not say burrito. I might He has a taco that. map, yeah. and uh, oh. our listeners know th- about this legendary taco map. <laughs> I want to. I want to. On on marketing, I want to suggest uh, as you're the student here. Mm-hmm. Go Google the word earned media. Do you know what earned media is? I don't. That's tell why me. you want to Google yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, when we look at marketing and we look at media, there's three types of media. There's um, paid media. Mm-hmm. So, you could buy Facebook ads. Yeah. You should be totally doing that. Mm. Okay. A, totally doing that because you can target exactly who those, right. both, those moms are on Facebook yeah. and the dads are on Facebook. Right. And there's community groups and there's all that stuff. You absolutely, but, but paid media is people you don't know, but you can get to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, let's draw that circle and put it down the right then at the top is called owned media media you own your website Mm -hmm. your blog your own podcast your own videos whatever it is you do Mm -hmm. right exactly that's owned media so those people already know you and you control the message there right Right. but then um, earned media is your fans where they will share your stuff So someone goes, God, that was a really great video. They share it with the 100 people that follow them that you never even knew. Hmm. So the the goal Mm -hmm. there is as much earned media as you can get. But you can see how those circles could overlap and how you do stuff in between it. So Google that and look at it because when you start thinking about what can I do with owned, like what are we doing to generate content? Because I would bet right now you could do Two-minute little video clips mm-hmm. about what you do yeah. that were super simple, really easy. Do them on an iPhone. That's yeah, but you have, to, you have to
3: you have to blur the kid's face and give them a Kylo Ren voice. <laughs> <laughs> so <that would> be, <laughs> Probably yeah. don't have kids, but, yeah. right, but, but you guys us. talking
0: about talking <laughs> to mom, talking to dad, by yeah. right, talking to parent, talking to teachers. When you think about your your market is mm. is those folks, and then on the earned one is make make stuff that's really shareable, that's funny. Because yeah, this is really sure. great, right Yeah. so anyway, that's where''m I'm, I'm I want to see your business succeed because there's so many kids out yeah. there that and and the choice there's and there's a lot of choice, as you've known because we Garrett you and I talked about, like for for summer programs, mm-hmm. there's there's competition, but you think, how many weeks is it that you have to account for? Is it nine weeks?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
0: so I think it's, yeah. So it's nine weeks. so a parent now is thinking, OK, what am I going to do with them for nine weeks?
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And and what do you do? And I know in our in our dojo, they have an after school program where you think, oh, how can you do martial arts for the f- three hours after school before the parents? Well, they don't. They do homework for two hours.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So the homework's all done, but it's in a fun environment. And then they have the playing and stuff. So when the kids come home, the parent doesn't have to deal with go do your homework. They right. can just enjoy right. their kids. Hmm. Right?
1: Yeah. I, they're looking at each other I like, know, Oh, no, these are all a, good. Yeah, yeah. No, like, like, i, know, well, a I don't Vulcan
0: not meld.
2: But Garrett was also actually taking notes. Yes. I know that you at home can't see that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Let's this get, is cool. I yeah,
3: like it. L- well let's get back to like the, the things that um, that excite you. Tell us tell us one of the big success stories of like a, a oh. moment where the I mean, I know you said the, the, the spaceship monkeys and, and cupcakes, but which <laughs> I know is was, was an analogous real story.
1: Um but You'd like be surprised. yeah.
3: No, I wouldn't. That would But but tell me one of the other like Tell me one of those moments where, like you, you we
1: we did uh, so over the summer. We uh, did a you know we had a full day camp. It was a week long session, and we decided to, uh, I decided to use that week uh, nature inspired pieces. So we start the first day. We go on a little nature walk at the school. Um, and the, school, the facility is beautiful. The campus has the beautiful fields and gardens and little Which bridges. Which school is this? This is at the Montessori School. Oh, in got it. Right. Um, you know, they've got, you know, each class has their own garden, and they've got a little walk-through space, plants, and all sorts of beautiful stuff. So I said, okay, we're going to go for a walk. Uh, and then if you see something in nature that inspires you, think about creating a little solo piece, a 30 second thing that you do in that piece, a character and how they live there. So you like this big tree or this bush creates a cool little fort or under, mm, under the bridge mm, or something. Mm. So we started with that, did a little nature walk and through the week they created this piece that turned into a immersion interactive walking piece so that the audience was there, they start at one spot And then they have to follow characters into another whole different spot where the audience has to move to a new place. And then they move to a new place. And then we even had um, the kids have their own separate scenes or in partnerships so that those scenes ran in loops. So there's a section where the kids were kind of doing these scenes over and over and over again with little breaks in between. So the audience could then just walk wherever they wanted to. And on their own time, observe the pieces. That was fine. And then it would come back together and the play would conclude. You know, it was akin to uh, a piece in New York called Sleep No More, which is... Um,
3: Famous. Fa- mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, that's a huge thing. And, you know, they kind of reinvent the Scottish play.
3: Doing and it with seven-year-olds, though, or eight-year-olds. Right. Well, right. you know, it's that kind of
1: right. thing. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, how yeah. do you... And it was it was remarkable. The kids were unbelievably committed to it. They knew what to do. They knew how to get there. And, I mean, we're talking third, fourth, fifth graders, and, the, you know, the audience is a group of maybe 30 or 40 parents and friends who'd come. And they were walking. And there was this beautiful afternoon of walking around outside, you know, these kids and these characters and using the space. And uh, it was just here's, it here's was a a remarkable. Here's a question
3: inside of that, just logistically, because yeah. I'm fascinated by this. But, like, how does how do you take that third grader, that fourth grader? And what, what process are you going through with them? so that, okay, so this is your character, this is your location. So you've got your scene, you've got your character and you've got kind of like the drive of what they're doing to get through this scene. Yeah. What, how are they, are they writing those notes down? Are they, how are they workshopping that? What's the workshop? Look, what's the work look like for that?
1: That's proprietary.
0: Oh, wait, that's, yeah, that's so fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, no one, I, one I, listens <laughs> to the show. So. Oh, I, just, how I didn't tell you, you that. Right? How, how do you keep yeah. them from turning into a
3: leprechaun once they've started as a, it's you funny. Know,
1: yeah. Honestly, there was a leprechaun in the story. Yeah, of course. Huh? Um, and he was actually a student who was a little uncomfortable he wanted to do it but it was that kind of thing that I want to be on stage and yet I'm dealing with a lot of cultural you know, appropriation yes. and, you know. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, absolutely what I have discovered uh, through doing this over you know 10-15 years now is that scripts and notes especially for kids under the age of 12 are not don't work at all so, but are you so, repeating or what so that's what it is uh-huh. it's they create it you, you do a little work they come up with a line or two um, and then you say, great, let's do that again. Yeah. And okay. they do it again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in the process, you're looking at this is the story of the scene. And part of our job as the teachers mm-hmm. is to break that down into plot points
3: that they can hold on to
1: so that they can hold on to. So that they don't have to come up with how the story gets told. They know yeah. their story. Yeah. But how does that story? Well, then we come in and we can, OK, so the first thing that's going to happen in this story, guys, is we need to see these two people meet. How do they do that? Oh, well, this. Per- okay, great, let's do that. The kids do it. They improvise it. They make it up and say, oh, that's amazing. Let's do it again. This time, why don't you say their name the first time so we know who they are? And they add that in, and they do it again and again. And eventually, they've done it three or four times in 15 it. minutes, and they nail yeah. it. And that's what's yeah. amazing. We come back the next week with our after-school classes, and they remember everything. everything. Mm. Well, because they really mm.
3: lived it. They lived sure. it. Yeah. They created sure. it.
1: They know you it. Think. They're excited about it. They remember what they do. They remember what their friend did. They remember what their friend friend's friend did, and they're not afraid to tell their friend's friend what they should do. You came in
3: late on that one? I just want to let you yeah, know. Just let you know. Yeah. You're supposed to stand there.
1: No, now this is when you say your line. That's I'm, true. There is yeah. a lot of that. I'm yeah.
0: curious. Are you Sarah and Garrett to them, or are you Mr. Bash, or Mrs. Basher and Mr. Blair? We're oh, Sarah, Sarah and Garrett. Garrett. Okay, yeah. For good. sure. No, I mean, because I've got a client. I walk in, the receptionist calls me Mr. Sylvester, and it's like, whoa. Wow, I actually so don't I'm just think I would be Sylvester is my father. It yes. you.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't occur to me if they were talking to me. I'd be like, Oh, are you waiting for my? Is my mom coming? Right, Where's yeah. you know? I, I wouldn't even. cross I don't my know mind. why
0: that hit me, but with with kids, wow. I'm just thinking about what you're teaching them. Kids,
3: and... kids have a because that's that's the thing, right? Like as adults, we 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 have our own projected personas of who we think we are, but of course, to to a to a child that persona is irrelevant whatever right. you think you're projecting all the social cues and oh they'll know that these shoes are you know no they right. don't know any of that right and right. so their take on you is, is right. built on a totally different set of of keys right
1: i think the most formal i ever got I, was mr g <laughs> over, oh, mr. At, g, over at modicito like union they're like, what should we call you mr blair and i was like no it's weird oh, yeah g people used to call me g, call me mr g it's like, all right I had to have a mister that was, you oh. know, I can't be a teacher there without a title. but because, well, yeah, there's a lot Mr. of schools G. that require that, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was Mr. The G. Protocol. I was like, all right, I'm down with that. Mister. Like G. that, yeah. right?
0: <laughs>
2: I guess I feel like my authority doesn't come from... Your title. Being a, being, yeah, from yeah. my title. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm obviously your teacher, so obviously you should be listening to me.
3: <laughs> I outweigh you by at <laughs> I least mean, 30 pounds. let's <laughs> be clear. <laughs> yeah. Let's be clear.
2: So, I, you know, for me, it's like, you can call me Sarah. That's not going to... You undercut kind of
0: reduce my, you. yeah. yeah. But, so, I want to talk about the age ranges for a second. So, we've got the uh, up to sixth grade, and then there's the, the middle school bit, mm-hmm. and then there's the high school bit. Yes. Have you experimented with the other two and found that you like the younger age better for some reason? Well, Another knowing glance, radio audience. <laughs> so I
1: I tend to gravitate and love working with the young ones. You yeah. know, kindergarten, even preschool. I, we, I, I've got a program I did in New York for 18 months to three years. Mm-hmm. And I go in and I do theater and improv work. A- with
0: 18 months? 18 Year. months, yeah. Year. Eight
1: like, like like about that big the, you yeah. know <laughs> they are they're, they're a little Garrett, beyond Garrett shows tummy 20 work. inches in sure space.
3: sure yeah but, but they play but drunk but really they, well yeah. really <laughs> do <laughs> stumbly right you know
1: and it's it's a 10 minute 15 minute thing but so uh, and my experience with you know swim teaching i i really gravitate and work best with those groups. I haven't done a lot of work with the middle school and high school, which is where Sarah kind of she (laughs) loves that age group. I do. Mm. Yeah.
2: I love middle school and high school, but when we first sort of sat down and thought about moving and starting this business, I also love business. I just think running a business is really great and fun Mm. and making Mm. those connections. So we realized as well, we've got a we've got a built in elementary school age teacher, which is Garrett. Right. And then, and while the business is still new, then, then I can sort of be trying to get the business side of things going and the fundraising right. side and all of that. So it sort of felt like the smartest use of the two sort of free resources to our company is, is me being business and Garrett doing
1: teaching. And you also look at the schools in the area, the middle schools and high schools, most of them have really phenomenal theater and art programs built into the schools there's less of a
3: hole up there yeah so yeah. there's
1: there isn't a, a pull for you know this kind of, yeah i don't know if they do original play creation but you know if we're trying to start out so you know if we start and can build a strong base right. in the elementary community then those kids also grow they know us and as they get to middle school and high school we can then start, start to, to, to fill do that our line. own programming which is different than what they'd be doing in school
2: and then and then i love working with
1: middle school and high school aged
2: kids so there is a chance for us to grow into that and then start kind of yeah because that's when the mayor. damage
3: really begins and yeah. that's when they, the interest really kicks in you yeah. Know? yeah by junior yeah. high it's when they really get that thick coating of, well of, you know like, I, it's no. funny but
1: when, when i started this process in high school the, the school that I went to had a great drama program and we did this kind of structured improvisation process to create a play and we, we took it to the high school, regional high school festival um, and performed with all the other high schools um, and the plays we created were darker and Deeper and more serious, to the point where we got feedback from other schools and communities that what we were doing was inappropriate because mm. it was. Yeah, you're right yeah.
3: on the right vein right. then. Right. You know, yeah. So you know, so
1: you say, you know, that that's when they get damaged. But you know, you think about it, at that age is when kids really are starting to ask some of the sure. more mature questions yeah. and are our drama educators' position at that point was if the kids are old enough to start asking these questions, they're old enough to start exploring answers in a safe environment mm-hmm. that allows them that conduit. So. That
3: develops some tools for them to reconcile a lot right. of those, like, hormonally-driven, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, stressors. So I yeah. mean, we
1: I, this was 1996, and we had a play that was about um, sexual assault. Uh, I was a freshman in this play, you know. Um, and then uh, when my senior year, we had a play that was about... Um, cults and kind of uh uh, uh vampirism <laughs> mixed with cults so you know there's a, you know it was the d- 90s <laughs> it was the 90s but it was this there was this moment of 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 you know we were embarking on an exploration that have, was not being discussed yet and our community and our educational system the superintendent the school the principal 100 percent behind us and it was the community at large beyond you know lexington massachusetts that went whoa 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 what are you doing these kids aren't old enough and so it was with that sense of when you treat kids like artists when you treat them as yep. professionals yep. they can yep. create great work and they grow through that you know
0: we ran an after school program at my had a computer animation company here right downtown and we did at risk kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and that was uh, invite only or recommendation only. So like a parent could call and say, I want to get Bobby into the No, put Bobby on the phone. I want to talk to Bobby and say, yeah. Bobby wants to be in. And the instructor was a volunteer teacher from Santa Barbara High. He says, I'd love to run this. If you'll give me a room and you'll give me the computers and access to the software, this would be a great thing for, for these kids. But he said, listen, we're not their parent. We're not their teacher. We're not their employer. We're not, you know, any. we're just another adult that wants to create a space for them to succeed. Right. And then he said something on every, he said, their minds are as buff as their bodies. Mm-hmm. Treat them like adults yeah. mm-hmm. and they'll rise right. to it. Yeah. They'll appreciate that. And that was true in 100% of the cases. Right. They were really amazing and and the one thing that because you said uh your kids do a, a performance at the end of the program yeah. so these kids had to present their work uh, they would create a big animation at the end of each semester and then present it and i'd get the mayor and the city council and i get everybody pack the room and, and they knew there was a lot of heat there mm. and they said oh does this mean we get to stay up all night preparing <laughs> And I said, is that something you want to do? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we want to do that. I said, well, then absolutely, absolutely. you're going to do that. Yes. We'll get in some pizza and we'll yeah, all Yeah, well, all night, we're going to figure this out. Wow. You guys, uh, thinking about spending all night, we've spent the better part of an hour here. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Boom. just goes by. Oh, it went
2: by really fast.
0: Right? Isn't that just yes. like That's that? That's amazing. And our listener knows that it is the, at this stage... Where I'm going to, and, and you guys have an unfair competitive advantage to this <laughs> part. Um, so someone who has, uh, who has listened to one of our <laughs> other shows, and they go, oh, that was really great. Now they want to listen to another show. They look at the list of titles, and they're going to select a title. So I like to have a great title for this conversation. Mm-hmm. So we put a bow around it, okay. if you will. Uh, but I don't want to name it. I'm going to let you name it.
1: So what right. am I calling the show? Wow. Wow. Um,
2: Is that an unfair advantage? Uh.
1: (laughs) This is where I have to come up with the safe ad idea, right? Oh. (laughs) No
2: sugar added.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't know. What are we about? We're about collaborating. One of our taglines is... um, Beyond talent and performance, right? We foster creation, teamwork, and always having a blast. And, and, it's a long and time. And I need lot, five words. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Beyond <laughs> talent and performance. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. That's how you opened it. Beyond
1: talent. Beyond and talent and performance. Um, what is Beyond Talent and Performance? Well,
3: you'll have to listen to this show to find out.
1: Thank you
0: so much. That was exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, Garrett and Sarah, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. And welcome to Santa Barbara. I'm glad you're you're doing this for the region and for those who... Don't have a Sarah and Garrett in their town. I'm sure they could find one. Mm-hmm. There's probably something. Go out become and search.
1: Become one, or become mm-hmm. yes, or yes. just hang on and eventually will <laughs> franchise, franchise <laughs> collaborations <laughs> to your town. There you go. I love <laughs> Reach that. Reach out to us. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And, and now franchise where?
3: Opportunities. Uh, tell to our website. Tell
1: me what your website is and spell it out. It's www.collaborations.org and collaborations is C-O. L L A B R E A T I O N S where we ki- we teach kids where kids collaborate to create oh, yes. collaboration you oh, must be lot. from the
3: 90s if you're still saying www <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, we are. Yeah, we we are. are very much from the 90s. Yes. Yeah. We're just just older than that millennial generation, <laughs> yeah. so we still remember the cassette tape. Kind of oh,
0: I love it. Thank you, guys. And I, I also do. want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management Tolman and Tolman & Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pulstring Press. If you're interested in partnering with our podcast, drop us a note to partner at 805connect.com. Patrick, our listener, would love to know how they could help us, well, what do the, they do?
3: Well, uh, you know, all of the the standard technologies uh, that apply to podcasting, which is rate, write, and review, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong by uh, putting those uh, comments in the review, and then also that allows other people who have yet to uh, decide on exactly which podcasts they're gonna listen to during the commute. Uh, I understand that the commute is up to two hours right now from Ventura to Santa Barbara it in is. The It is,
0: it is. It's very
3: exciting because of the recent freeway uh, closures, but uh, hopefully that will clear as the spring goes on, and this is an excellent program for those people to be driving and listening to. So uh, pass pass us along. Uh, give us to a friend as a gift. Say, I'm going to give you a gift. Here's a new podcast.
0: Adolfi Just like that. Hit the share button. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I would love to hear from you if you have uh, questions about the show or, more importantly, if you have ideas of people we should um, have on the show. All of the The guests we have are directly related to uh, emails that you send. Oh, you got to talk to these kids. And uh, I love that. So just drop me a line, mark at 805connect.com. Thank you so much. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.